This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Hi, welcome. I'm your host, Chris Hambling, with you as always. Uh, we've got a, hopefully a nice tight one-hour show for you today. And first things first, let's talk to my, my wonderful co-presenters. I'm going to start with you, Mark, because you've been very excitable already pre-show. And how are you? I'm good, good. Yeah, what's, what's tight about the show, then? It's tight, it's just tight, you know, no... Just, no, no something no about filler. that word, it's just something yeah, about that I'm word, yeah. I'm worried. I'm well, you know, there's no need to worry, it should be, uh, should be... No, you should be able to deal with it. Um, it's a, I mean, obviously, it's a blind term, isn't it? it's a bit. I can only, I can only apologise. <laughs> um, listen, Sorry. well, look, we've got, um, you know, we've got things to talk about here, and uh, obviously, you, you and me did meet up at the beer festival. But your, your main thing this week was you played in the uh, the football aid thing, I believe. Someone was who, who was it? Who got man of the match? Oh, I don't know, mate. Uh, that's by the by. Was it's it the old? Oldest player there got man of the match. Is that right, Mark? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, mate. Obviously, you've, you've done that before, haven't you? The football aid thing, but um, you know, imagine it was an amazing experience. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it is basically uh, kind of uh, the concept is pretty simple. It's to allow fans who've only ever been able to sort of. Hmm dream about walking on the hallowed turf, a chance to experience mm-hmm. the sort of match day experience, pull on your shirt, your palace shirt with your name on it, mm-hmm. walk down the tunnel to glad all over, run out onto the pitch, play for 90 minutes and on the hallowed turf yeah. of, of the club that you support. Um, but of course, yes, it, is ulti- it is ultimately uh, a charity event and... Uh, uh, 
the sort of football aid events are distributed to sort of diabetes research and yeah. education and various projects and other charities. And uh, last Thursday, the event at Sellers Park raised seven thousand pounds. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so and and you um you got your man of the match award was it uh, well you were managed by Jim Cannon weren't you and uh, did you ask Jim for an interview for Home Homestead Radio? Mm, I was no. I got lost in translation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, he um, I'm sh- he was a very amenable guy, and I'm sure that we'd be able to get him on the show without any problem. But uh, yeah, he's one. He's one of the ambassadors, along with Doogie, and uh, there's about 25 sort of ambassadors, various sort of ex-players and mm. um, ex-managers, and people like I don't know Pat Nevin, Peter Beardsley, Graham Sharp, Dennis Law. They're all involved in sort of one aspect or another promoting mm. it and raising money and uh yeah it's a great day and uh you know i'd recommend it to any palace fans who uh who feel that they can uh you know last <laughs> yeah that's, that's the thing isn't it right. three minutes and, uh, but uh yeah thanks for sharing and uh i'd like to also uh have a quick shout out to a few people who turned up actually and to give the event and myself some support so uh thanks to my folks and uh to some friends and also a couple of hol.net um, users, listeners. I don't like using that word, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, York and Michelle came along, and uh, Super Alan Lee, Vanessa, they were both there cheering along. So thanks for them for coming along, and uh, yeah, thanks very much, Excellent. Chris. Glad you, glad you enjoyed it, mate. Excellent well, stuff. Aaron, I'm going to talk to you next. You had a birthday, and you turned 17, is that right? I did indeed, Chris. I did indeed. Uh, I remember. 17. My son, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It's a long while ago for you, Chris. Do you, do you remember being 17, Mark? You know, all the things you could do, all that stuff. Imagine getting away with that in this day and age. drink. Oh, no. <laughs> not the idea. Uh, what, did, what did you get for your birthday? Any Power Rangers or anything? I can't even, I don't even know what the toys I've got, are. I've got a fair few, including this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some total of it. I think yeah. it's all right, Aaron. I'm not going to keep you any longer because Mark went on a bit, and uh, <laughs> that's just a joke, Mark. Before you get angry with me, You're very angry with me today. Uh, ben, we wanted Hello. to talk to you about your conduct on Twitter this week. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't done much recently due to your your operations kept you inside, yeah. and it has and it has sent you a little bit eccentric on Twitter, and you've become mm. something of a, a, twi- a new love. Mm. Do you think it's right to be begging for followers on Twitter? <laughs> I don't know if begging's the right word, Chris, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're really bored at home, you're not doing a lot, and it, you kind of find yourself chatting random rubbish that you wouldn't normally tell anybody. So, mm. yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... <laughs> you've definitely been sharing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, you know, you've got all the players on there these days, which is, and it's how we've got most of our interviews as well. Yeah, that's such a good thing about Twitter, you can, you can talk to people that you would never normally get the chance to talk to. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, like you said, we've, we've got a lot of our interviews through Twitter, and just asking people and that if you know they reply and they say yes and then you can work it out from there but yeah it, mm. if this was 20 years ago then we would never have obviously wouldn't be able to do it 20 years ago but mm. you would never get the same sort of contact with players and people with higher authorities you do now so yeah it's really good and you don't feel any embarrassment at all about shamelessly whoring yourself around twitter for any i mean well, half the people on your followers list aren't even real people are they <laughs> no but when you say something you don't really realise that it's going out to that many people but yeah if you do think about it if they were all in a room listening to you talk you'd be a bit yeah, you, a bit you'd, more careful about what you're saying <laughs> I think that's right 
All right, thanks. That was, that was a fascinating glimpse into your life there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least is Matthew Packham. Hello, Matthew. Yeah, cheers for leaving me last again, mate. That's very <laughs> kind of you. You know the phrase, save the best till last. So you had, had a bit of a whinge last week about not having much to say, so I'm just going to pick on you all, all day. Um, first things first, I want to talk about your own personal cricket. I gather you got a fair few runs uh, this week. Yeah, I did, mate. 134, so it was quite good, and, actually. Uh, and there was a, was it a slog reversed, no, switch hit, wasn't it, for six? Yeah, there was, mate, yeah. <laughs> Slightly cheeky. Um, all right, mate. Well, one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about was it's uh, been a thread on both the BBS, and welcome to all the BBS listeners today, by the way, because we are Homestay Radio, but we don't forget about you guys, or the five-year plan guys, or indeed redandbluearmy.co.uk. Got them all in there. Um <laughs> There's uh, been a been talk of the Homesdale versus BBS cricket match. Uh, um, Matt, I'm just going to hand over to you to tell us where, what, how that started and where it's heading, basically. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the first things first. I don't think it will be uh, Homesdale versus BBS now, but literally, we've got quite a few people who have signed up already, um, but it's not quite enough yet. So if we we're aiming at getting 24 people, so three teams of eight. Mm. Um, we're looking to have a big, you know, it's going to be a big event. Uh, John Ellicott, who's trying to arrange it at the most, who's John Program Seller on the Homesdale and BBS, mm. he's trying to get Mark Bright down there as well as Steve Parrish and Jeff Thomas. Um, and I've heard that it's looking promising. Um, it will be held at Rygate Priory Cricket Club, but it will be in a midweek day, so we're looking at a Wednesday. So hopefully if we let you know a date as soon as possible, It'll be one day off work for everyone, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just something that will be a big day. Barbecue, the bar will be open all day, yeah. uh, DJ, etc., etc. And it that will is, be ready for the Jeff Thomas cancer. That's what I was going to say. It started life as a, as a bit of a laugh sort of between a few people on the website, but it's sort of rapidly progressed into something where we're looking to uh, to raise a bit of money for charity and, and potentially hold it sort of annually and get the get the two sort of websites and you know all the palace fans together and uh, i mean we showed at the at the weekend at the beer festival you fill a place full of booze palace fans and something to do it's a great occasion so hopefully yeah. this is the same all right cheers yeah, matt just get signing up really uh please we'll post the link on the there. thread later shall we yeah keep linking it through the next few weeks and we'll keep reminding you on whole radio and um and and hopefully keep bumping it on the bbs as well and uh, yeah get involved it'd be a good laugh nice one cheers matt Okay, that's uh, that's our introductions done. Before we go on, um, we have we are going to go and, and, and talk to uh, Alex Aldridge, who works for the South London Press. He's going to give us a little bit of an update on uh, his understanding of the uh, the Glen Murray situation, which should be interesting for you. But just before we do that, um, one of our co-presenters, John Burgess, has, uh, has asked me to uh, to make you guys aware of a, a fun walk being held by St Christopher's Hospice. I'm just going to read read from his email, and it says. Um, St Christopher's Hospice Fun Walk will take place on Sunday the 22nd of May in Keston at the Greyhound Pub. We're expecting over 3,000 to take part in one of the four walks, 3, 5, 8 or 11 miles, and raise funds in aid of the hospice. The hospice is hoping to raise £250,000 and do go along and support them. There will be live bands, refreshments and lots of children's entertainment on the common. Free park and ride every 15 minutes with pick-up points at Bromley, at Bromley South Railway Station and Norham Park, where you can leave your car. For more details, you can call 0208 768 4577. That's 0208 
768-4577 or register online at stchristophers.org.uk forward slash funwalk. Okay, good stuff. Now, um, I think we're just going to go live to call Alex. If, Mikey, you can get that in motion. La, 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 la. I should really have some sort of uh, filler to talk about while we're doing this, but um, still, here we go. It's ringing now. You can listen to that. Hello. Hi, oh, Alex. Yep. Hello, mate. It's uh, Chris Hambling on Homestay Radio. Hello, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Excellent. Well, we are, we are live, and I'll take this opportunity to say you're a Millwall fan, aren't you? Uh, I am on, uh, unfortunately I am, yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, mate, listen, so, thanks so much for talking to us. I just thought I'd get that one in there straight away to stop me doing it later. Um, you're just going to give us a little update without giving too much away on, on your understanding of the Glenn Murray situation after the Evening Standard article today, weren't you? Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, the article's probably jumped the gun slightly. Mm. Uh, if uh, if Murray was at the training ground today, then that deal uh, has come about very quickly. Uh, as of as of Friday, definitely uh, Palace weren't one of the two clubs who were very much in for him. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, there was a there was a story on the Sky Sports website about a month ago saying he was definitely going to Palace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and and Dougie Freeman was in the paper saying um, it's definitely not true. Uh, it's just agent talk. Um, yeah. And to be honest, it kind of died away and went. Away, you know, the, sto- the story went away for a few weeks at least, and uh, some other clubs started coming for him. Uh, I would be surprised, uh, to be honest, uh, if the Evening Standard story is accurate. Um, I've spoken to a few people today since that story came out. Yeah. Uh, and they said they said it wasn't true, but that's not to say that it, you know, it is. I mean, they've said it's not true, but how much of it? is true and how much of it isn't true you know nobody can say for sure Absolutely. Uh, but um, the, the two clubs who were definitely uh, in for him as of Friday uh, were Millwall uh, and uh, Southampton sorry can I carry on but I should say were Brighton stood in the running to, to keep hold of him well I was going to say um, last Wednesday Murray uh, had a meeting with Gus Poirier at, uh, at the Wisdeen uh, to talk about, uh, to try and thrash out a new contract. Uh, basically, Brighton made him a take it or leave it offer, uh, which wasn't up to um, Murray's demands. Uh, mm. He's asking for quite quite a lot of money a week, uh, to be frank. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's surprising that Brighton aren't pushing harder to keep him. Obviously, they've got their new stadium, uh, got quite yeah. a wealthy backer. Um, so, to be honest, I think they probably could afford to keep him. Um, he wants five figures a week, which is, you know, a fair, a fair yeah. amount, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, league, league one striker, it's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's proven uh, himself a very good player, but that is a lot of, lot of wedge. Um, so I, I think he'll definitely leave Brighton. Um, yeah. And it, as I said, it, it just depends on what's changed over the weekend, uh, for sure. I mean, as I said, Millwall and Southampton definitely um, fighting for him. I would yeah. be surprised on the, on several counts if, if Palace uh, uh, sorted the deal out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, primarily because it, I'd heard that the Murray was quite uneasy at the, the idea of joining a rival club. Mm. Um, That's what we quite a big mood. 
<laughs> I'd say it'd be, it'd be pretty yeah, hilarious for us. I've been amusing myself all day reading Brighton forums, but um, yeah, I, I was going to say there's a, you know there's a lot of unhappy Brighton fans, but on yeah. on, on that count it would surprise me. Um, and secondly, as I said, I mean he's asking for quite a lot uh, a lot of money, um, and it, I suppose it just does depend how how far the club are prepared to to push the boat out for him. Um, but as a, you know, as I said, uh, having spoken to a few people today, it. it doesn't sound like that. It's as cut and dried as the, the evening standards are perhaps making it out to be. Okay. All right. Well, we won't we won't push you any further on that. And obviously, thanks once more for uh, for coming on and talking to us and letting us know the uh, situation. And obviously, if people do want to know anything, keep their eyes on the uh, the South London Press, I guess. Yep, definitely. Good stuff. Cheers, Alex. Thanks very Cheers, much. Thanks very much. Again. Cheers now. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Okay, right, brilliant, that was excellent, great to speak to Alex there, and uh, hopefully that was uh, interesting for you guys. Just before we go any further, remind you of our contact details, we'd love to hear from you today, pretty much any subjects uh, available, as you'll probably find out later on. Uh, it's radio at homesdale.net is the email. You can give us a call, it's 0208 123 that's a local rate, we'll come out with your bundle. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash whole radio, and our Twitter page is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. The next thing coming up is the uh, an interview with Steve Browett and taken at the Beer Festival, so apologies for if I sound in any way inebriated. Uh, later on, there is a, uh, a second clip from the Beer Festival that involves uh, a quite uh, long interview with Neil Morrissey. Uh, we've got the shirt giveaway competition coming up again after the first part of the Beer Festival, so do get ready to call about that. And I'm going to give you a, a clue this week, because obviously... It's not. It's begun on about five weeks, and, uh, and no one's really got any close. So this week, I'm going to tell you the first part of the question before we start. The first part of the question is how. So good luck with that. Oh, and, um, yeah. Okay. I think it's pointing you a bit, too a bit too much away there, Chris. Sorry, Ben. Right, you're right. We should have talked about that earlier. Yeah, okay, yeah. listen. We'll go. We'll go straight to the beer festival now. First part one of the beer festival, including an interview with Steve Browett. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park. Every Monday night, this is Homestale Radio. Uh, I'm going to start with a question, Steve, about how the uh, purchase of the club all came about and, you know, who introduced who to who and all that sort of stuff. Just a general idea of, of what happened. Right, well, um, Steve Parrish was really the, the guy who put it all together. Um, he's, he's, a, he's an amazing guy, really... You know, when he wants something, he goes for it. And um, I think Jeremy Hoskin rang the club and said he was interested. Steve knew Martin Long um, from the time when Churchill sponsored the um, front of the shirts and, and, and Tag, Steve's company, sponsored the back of the shirts. And I um, knew somebody who knew somebody who knew someone who knew Steve, and I, I rang him up. He came around to my company, um, Far Vintners, um, and we had a chat. And I just thought he was, I was very impressed. Yeah. And I think after 20 minutes I said, I'm in. Fantastic. And Martin was in, and Jeremy was in, and off it went from there. That's brilliant. Okay, and uh, Mark's going to ask you the next question, Mark. Hi, Steve. Um, I was just wondering what uh, was the fascination in going from a successful um, uh, sort of wine... Uh, <laughs> wine supplier, um, you know, to actually uh, being involved in uh, a club like Crystal Palace. What was the attraction uh, in that? 
Well, I certainly wouldn't have had any interest in being involved in any other football club. I mean, I, I, I only... I mean, like, like most of us, I was watching when, when the club went into admin and, and watching and waiting for, waiting for somebody to buy the club, and they didn't. And, and it was only when it got... It, it seemed to become apparent that, that there wasn't going to be a buyer. And that's when I contacted Steve and I said, look, I, I don't want to own a football club. I'm, I, I'm a Palace fan and I have been a Palace fan for 40 years, but I, I don't want to, to do this. And, and Steve and Martin and, and Jeremy were the same, really. We, we, you know, we didn't... You know, we, we, we're not megalomaniacs. We're not. We don't. We don't want to show off. But there was nobody else there, and I think we knew that if we didn't do it, the club would go bust. And, and, and because we were in the fortunate position of having a bit of money, we, we stepped in. But 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 there was no desire to be a football club owner, and 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 it was only because we were all Palace fans that that, that we did it. Thank you. And, uh, I mean, before we talk about this wonderful beer festival that has affected my mind quite so much already, um, just sort of really the final thing on how you found your, your first season sort of, you know, in, in co-ownership. I mean, how, how have you enjoyed it? I mean, and, and what your hopes for future are, really? Well, I don't think we would have said this at the start of the season, but to be honest, survival was the, was the most important thing. You can't go from being in administration, having eight or nine or whatever it was, professionals at the club to, you know, to getting promoted to the Premier League. That yeah. was never going to happen. Uh, so, we, we, you know, to be honest, we're very pleased to have survived. It would have been terrible if we hadn't. And I think this is the start of things. We've got, you know, we, we've now got, we've, I think we've got the right manager. Uh, we've got the basis of a good squad. You know, it's, it, we've got some very exciting young players. Uh, you know, I hope we're going to buy a few more in the summer. And, uh, you know, I think things are on the up. The, the atmosphere has been fantastic. You know, Palace fans, are, I think, are right behind the four of us. I think they're behind Dougie as the appointment as manager. And, uh, and I, I think things are looking good. I, mean, I know we finished fifth and bottom, but I think things are looking good. Okay, that's fantastic. And Mark, your next question, probably about the beer festival, hopefully. Played up this season, of course, that was first and foremost in, in, in all the hearts of all the fans, and I'm sure in, in the players and in uh, the management team and the, and the owners themselves. And I just wondered what Steve felt about what his aspirations were or what he was hoping to achieve in the forthcoming season, because I know a lot of fans are, you know, wondering who's staying and who's going and, uh, you know, the appointment of Doogie as the manager and everyone's sort of interested in, everyone's always sort of looking ahead to what's, you know, potentially going to be, we all hope, an exciting season next season and, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of interested in, in, in how, as uh, owners and chairman of the club, how, how you're looking forward to the next season and what your hopes and aspirations for the club are for next season. Okay, well, um, I mean, we certainly um, want to improve on, on last, last season's league, league position. Um, the way I look at it, I, I look at the Steve, the, the Steve Cromwell era and, and, the, and the fact that, the, the, that Steve came in in 85, 86 and built a team. And I think we have to build a team. I think if you look at Blackpool last season, you look at Norwich this season, uh, just as good a way, probably a better way of getting promoted is not to spend loads of money on 30-year-old Premier League has-beens, but but to but to to build a team and and and, the, and you know it takes two or three years and I think 
where there are no targets at all but I think it's really important that, that we build a team and if it takes a bit of time that's absolutely fine because because Dougie needs needs to you know to to, to have his own players and, and they're not going to achieve it overnight and I mean if we got in the playoffs next season it'd be fantastic but that's not you know he's not going to get the sack if we don't <laughs> that's that's not that's not what he has to do we're 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 Palace fans and we want to build build up a, a good Palace team and entertain entertain the fans at the same time okay. uh, the, you know the bit the Premiership is not the be all and end all of us you know some people buy a football club and they have to get promoted to the Premier League or it's disaster but that's not, not the case with us no, that's, that's fantastic Stephen obviously you know the fans have really enjoyed themselves after a lot certainly over the end of the season they turned up in their numbers as well and hopefully that carries on to next season as well alright well just your, your final question I think really is, um, is relating to the beer festival I mean I've certainly enjoyed it and the, the people I brought with me aren't most of them aren't really Palace fans, but they've thoroughly enjoyed themselves as well and wish, wish their own clubs was a, was a forward thinking. I mean, there's a lot of people turned up. Initially, it was, uh, I think, 700 tickets, and we've, you've expanded that to over 1,200, I think it is. So, um, I mean, really, what's your thoughts on how this has gone and, and, and potentially how you see it going in the future? Well, the beer festival's been fantastic. It's, um, and, and having a beer festival is not, you know, it's not a massive fundraiser for the club, but it, it's kind of a social thing. It shows we care about things. You know, we're we're not. You know, Palace is not a sort of mass brand with some soulless, characterless uh, product. And uh, and ha ha having real a real ale festival shows that that we care about what people uh, drink and, and enjoy. And, and I hope I hope it's the same about the club in general. So um, I think everyone's having a good time here. Um, and. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're trying to put something in, into Palace that shows that we're we're fans, we're local people. It's a it's a local football club, and uh, and we care about things. Listen, that's fantastic, Steve. We're not going to keep you any longer. And I um, just want to say thank you very much, not only for helping save the club, but also for talking to us today. And uh, wish you very best in the future as well. Thanks a lot, Steve. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Bye. We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email. Radio at homestale.net. Hi, welcome back. Uh, just laughing to myself there that Mikey, not only did he play the windy version of that interview after spending quite some time editing that background noise out, but he also left a bit in the end where Steve told us he had to go for a piss. So well done there, Mikey. Good good work. Um, first thing we want to do before we go any further is, is Aaron wanted to give a shout out and I've got to let him do it earlier. Aaron. I did indeed. Well done, Chris. I uh, just want to give a shout out to Jade who lives opposite Sellers. I hope you enjoy your three months of peace before we all get noisy again and fill up that ground. <laughs> Good stuff, Aaron. Nice one. Oh dear, brilliant. Okay, right. It's shirt giveaway time. Um, I'm going to. Well, let me give you a quick explanation of the fact that we will ask you a question in order to win the shirt, and uh, and that question will only be revealed once we've got you on and had a chat to you. So we're going to open the phone lines right now. It's o two o eight one two three one six four six. That's o two o eight one two three one six four six. Quite a creative question this week it is. Uh, while we're waiting for you to, uh... oh, oh no, we've got. Hello. How you doing? Oh, it's, it's <laughs> been a Nick. while. <laughs> yeah, it's How been a you? while. 
<laughs> not, not too bad. Now you've um. <laughs> oh, sorry. Phone lines are closed, everyone. By the way, just in case, because um, Nick's got there first. Good effort. I've had um, slow broadband for two weeks, and I thought I'd give uh, Ben Dover a chance. Who the one two two goes past the end of his road, apparently. <laughs> really? He could, he could go to the school I works in on that bus. Oh, bless. Apparently, the chat now, gets really dull. You can tell, can't you? The, the crap now, we talk about. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have noticed that, um, obviously, in your absence, after being a quiz failure three times... Yeah, hash um, quiz failure. Has qu- hash, hashtag quiz, quiz failure. Yeah. Um, ben has now got up to two, so you weren't quite ready to let him get equal with you, so you've, you've stepped in. Now, yeah. um, I mean, have, you've heard, you've heard the, the wrong answers in the past, so how, I mean, he got very, very close. You, you yourself, I would say, haven't in the three. Uh, he got here within a year last time, so how do you feel? You confident? I don't know. When when you said how, I thought of Fred Dynage and that program that used to be on after school. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it was related to that somehow. Mm, now I can tell you, Dynage is a Portsmouth fan, unfortunately, so it's unlikely to. He be also to wrote, wrote um, Reggie Craig's biography. He did. He spent quite a lot of time with the Craze. It's an it's an interesting yeah. side note for us, but he did. Yeah, he, um, yeah it's going to be a long summer. Maybe we'll get onto that sort of in July <laughs> or something. Yeah, I think yeah, somewhere yeah, somewhere in July we'll have, a, we'll have an entire show about the Craze. That'd be good. All right, buddy. No need to uh, to explain the rules to you, but I will say it for the people listening at home. Uh, we will start about Saint Mary's Craze. Can you do what now? Saint Mary's Craze. Saint Mary's Craze. Yeah, yeah. Quite near Alpington. Yeah. I wonder oh, yeah. if people in Alpington Orping, are worse than St. Mary's Cray, because St. Mary's Cray's got a worse reputation. Mm, hard to say, huh, isn't it? Anyway, Nick, you're, uh, you're rambling. Let's move on. Yes. Okay, so you'll hear the zap in that 15 seconds, and hopefully the music won't be too loud this time, because I made Mikey turn it down. In that 15 okay. seconds, you have to ask the que- answer the question. All right. If you don't yeah. answer before the end of the... when you hear the second zap... Mikey, can we have a, an ex- uh, a listen to the zap? So the second one of them, you hear that, it's too late. So get your answer in as soon as you can. I've got a feeling you might have to guess this one unless you can think really quickly, but you shouldn't be too bad. Okay, get ready. I'm going to start the question yeah. right now. How many league games did we win whilst George Burley was manager? I'm going to guess and say six. Okay, your answer was six. We'll wait for this set. Unless you change at any point, but I'm. I'm going crazy. Hey, Nick, that's it. Your answer was six league games. The chat room say it's five. No, you're correct, Nick. Well done, mate. It is. Hey. Oh, mate. That's got that bloody shirt, the missus has yeah, just said. At last, yes. I can get Congratulations. back on a Monday night. Fantastic. Fourth, fourth time lucky as well. Uh, just drop us an email with the uh, the shirt size and whether it would be home and away. You've you've seen the choices, haven't you? The sort of Brazil-looking ones, the away kit and the home yeah. is exact. Yeah, you know those two things. So Thank just have a, yeah, have a little chat with uh, with the boy, with Will, and then, uh, yeah, send us a note with, with what you want and we'll get it sorted as soon as they're released. Fantastic. What are you going to do for your competition next week, then? I've no idea. We'll have to make something up that's even harder. <laughs> I didn't pick the question for the first time this week, and you got it right. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not blaming you, Mark, for picking that question. I wouldn't do it. Mike says... Mike says... 
Mm. Because I'm a teacher, can we have one with elbow patches on it? (laughs) (laughs) See if we can get that made for you, mate. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks a lot, man. Loving the show, mate. Bye. Peace soon. Cheers. Bye. Oh, man. (laughs) Congratulations. I can't believe he's got it. Unbelievable. I was going to wear that next season. Exactly. Oh, oh, mate. Elbow patches. So frustrating. <laughs> I don't even want to be the one who has to talk to Mikey about it. I'm glad his microphone's off. Anyway, well, that was good. That was good. Nick's finally, for, after the fourth occasion of trying, Nick has won the shirt. And uh, I think, obviously, probably well, no more competitions before the end of the season because it will cost us a fortune. But next season, do look out for more. We'll have, um, no doubt, we'll, have, we'll be giving away some tickets and various other bits and pieces. If we think of something in the meantime, we, uh, we'll possibly do, a, uh, do another quiz in the next couple of weeks. Right, we've got a very special Palace News in Brief. This is Palace News in Briefs. Hi, I'm Chris Hamley. I like a large cotton pad. It gives my boys the room they need to breathe and doesn't cause sweating. Over to you, Aaron. Hey, you, Chris. I love pants. Who doesn't love pants? Pants are awesome. Over to you, Ben. The pants I'm wearing today are pink and silky. I was given them by Matthew Packham as a birthday present and I wear them as a courtesy to him. I'd feel bad otherwise. Over to you, Mark. Thanks. Underwear is worn for a variety of reasons. They keep outer garments from being soared by perspiration. Urine, semen, menstrual blood and feces. For additional support and protection when playing sports, men often wear more tightly fitting underwear, including jock straps and trunks. Over to you, Matt. Thank you very much. I like wearing tightly fitted ones so you can see the outline of my packet. That's all I need to say for today. Back to you, Chris. That was Palace News in Briefs. <clears throat> yeah, um, as you may have noticed, we ran out of actual real news because the season's over, so we decided to record a Palace News in Briefs. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Some of those comments weren't true. Some of them were, particularly Ben's. Mine was. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah. and Pax does like to show his package. That is why he's called Pax. Anyway... <laughs> But, um, yes, before, <laughs> right, we've we'll returned to some sort of normality. Next up is the second part of the beer festival. It includes some interviews with some, uh, some, some of the people who attended, both Palace and some non-Palace. Uh, but also it includes a 12-minute interview with Neil Morrissey that was absolutely fantastic to record, and he's an absolute gent. So off we go. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park. Every Monday night, this is Homestale Radio. Well, about 30 years ago when I was first brought down here, because I came down as a greenhorn from Stoke uh, to go to drama school. And my best mate, who's here with me today as well, um, I lived in East Dulwich. And, so, and he lived really, uh, really quite close as well. And said, if you want to come and watch some decent football, come, <laughs> well, down, come, come down to the palace. <laughs> I know he lied to me, but, yeah. but, but I haven't been able to get away for 30 years. Uh, um, so we've been coming down. There's not a part of the ground I haven't actually stood in, a- a- ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, now, of course, I'm lucky enough to have got myself, um, I've got season tickets in the direct enclosure. 
exposure, and I'm now an, a regular invite into the boardroom oh. with the top men, you know, which yeah. is absolutely a brilliant insight into what, actually how the club is run and what's going on and what's yeah. the thinking behind every move that we make up here, which has been brilliant. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm involved in the fans' forums as well. They're so open, the new owners. It's, it's been brilliant. Have you enjoyed this season? And we've been struggling, but have you enjoyed it? What you, you think? I always enjoy the season when we have a result by the end of it. I mean, yeah. George Burley, all due respect, you know, great um, um, a manager, good, good footballing brain, yes, yeah. but yeah. the wrong club for him to be at, time, uh, which was proved place, wrong time, wrong place. He should be yeah. doing some. He should be working with Brazil or something, <laughs> <laughs> because the, side, the, the type of football that he plays is about the technical, quick passing um, game, which is not the Championship. Yeah. I mean, we've, although having said that, we've watched um, you know Swansea come down and play a really good game of yes, football yeah. down here, and I think probably the best game of football against us this year was Swansea. They, yeah. they demonstrated how, how good they've been this year. But we've got, obviously, um, we've got Doogie, who's uh, an absolute legend here, and everyone loves him. And I think he's been on a sharp learning curve as well. Yeah. And he's got the, one of the best footballing brains behind him, who he's, we, he nicked off Charlton. Yeah, uh, Lenny Lawrence, and yeah. Lenny is absolutely brilliant, a brilliant football brain. And they obviously get on really well together. Yeah. And I think having him as, an, as your chief advisor is the best thing that Doogie could have done. Mm. Uh, he's obviously ambitious. We need to spend some money now over the summer, mm. which I'm assured is going to happen. <laughs> uh, and um, so things, things are going to change. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I just found that out minutes ago. So, uh, <laughs> but how could you? Um, how could you not? Really? No, I mean, exactly. Because the, the great brains that are behind uh, Crystal Palace now are all hugely successful businessmen in their own right. Yeah. And what they can contribute to Palace, and because don't forget, I think the four of them knew each other, um, but weren't close friends. And now, of course, they're a lot closer than they were a year yeah. ago. Yeah, um, yeah. So they've gone through a massive learning curve as well. well they're um, they're just going to try their normal business tactics to a football club, which is get the best, get the best people make it all happen make it comfortable for the fans and make it a place where when you have visiting teams coming down here they, they look forward to coming down to Palace mm. and uh, and also that um, that when we've got our youngsters here that they want to stay at Palace yeah. because our academy is, um, has been brilliant over the years yeah, and that's where we um, we've developed a lot of players and a lot of money and we've seen them go away and in other football clubs an awful lot more money yeah you exactly. know, so we need to keep them here and make make uh, you know bring our own stars on yeah no that's that's exactly right oh, yeah, I mean it's been it's been very, very encouraging what we've seen so far, and um, I mean, obviously, we're, we're here for the beer festival. Um, I've tried your beer; yeah. it's absolutely amazing. I just bumped into the uh, the stadium manager, Kev Corner, who, who assures me it's going to be on sale next year, which is fantastic. Um, I'm going to let Mark ask you a few questions about that. Mark, away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
Go on, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, son. What are you Thank you, Neil. <laughs> well, I understand that, uh, that you have your own brewery. Is that correct? I don't own the brewery. It's brewed under license, but the beer is mine. You know, I design the beers and um, go down there and play about with the recipes and make sure that the beer that gets delivered is exactly what I want. So that's that's my um, my in on that sort of level. And when we get we come to delivering beer for Crystal Palace, we need to find out the best delivery system so everyone can have at least one. <laughs> Pint, uh, at half time. But also, we want the beer to be so good, we want the bars to be, um, you know, of a standard that people will come to the ground earlier. Yes. They'll get here earlier and have a few pints before the game. Because I always do anyway. I get here at least an hour before a game. Yeah. I go and have a couple of pints. I always get a bet on as well. And, um, <laughs> I've, I've never, Man of my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've, I've never bet against Crystal Palace. No, which, that's the thing. which occasionally is a bit stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes you just think if you bet if you're going to uh, have Swansea come down mm-hmm. and uh, I bet on Swansea to win and then uh, we win mm. I've, I've won you know, yeah, I may, I may yeah, have lost the money but yeah, I still won yeah, exactly. so I've, I've got to get my mindset in that but I always think I can't, can't jinx it, it by betting it, against yeah, exactly. them you know, it's really terrible yeah. I can't do it yeah. so my bets of which have they come through I've always been 4-1 4-2 <laughs> you know 4-0 and the odds are always great aren't they <laughs> first score of Darren Ambrose you know <laughs> and so you know, that's the kind of the attitude that I have when I get yeah. down here I always look at it as a big party day, you know, and yeah. really enjoy ourselves. We all know right. Palace fans are great as well. Yes. You know, we don't have the bad reputations of some of the other no. um, football teams, football um, fans that, that are in the championship. Yeah. And uh, we've, always, we've always been good people, you know. Um, I mean, it's been a difficult season uh, on the pitch and off the pitch for many, many reasons, obviously. But uh, I don't know how much football you've seen at Palace this season, home or away. But I think the fans uh, have been superb. I mean, they've been a credit to the club. I mean, the away support has been fantastic. And at home, often the away fans sort of outsing the home fans. But I think here at Sellers Park, it's it's the complete opposite to everywhere yeah. else in the country. Do you feel feel the same thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I think Crystal Palace fans. We look at where we are as well. You know. They're great loyal fans. I mean, I very rarely run into anyone who's, who's a brand new fan. They tend to come down through the families of the people who've been yeah. fans beforehand. And that's what's great about being down here, you know. I feel a bit uh, uh, um, uh, uh, of, a, of a new boy because I've only been coming down here 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, up from 0 to 18, I was hanging out with Stoke fans, you know. Ooh. Forgive me. But that, that's just the way it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more pleased and more happy to be part of, of what I see as a great advancement in um, what, what is Crystal Palace. The future's bright. The future's red and blue. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So, so we've drifted off a bit uh, yeah, of the you. subject. Yeah, yeah beer. That's yeah, because we've yeah. only couple. Yeah, well. <laughs> or seven. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink and I don't bet. No, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, I haven't got a reputation for doing any of that. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say the word I want to yeah, say. No, but you're a lying such and such. You can yeah. definitely say the word. He's, <laughs> bastard. He is a lying bastard. You're a lying bastard. Well, Neil's called bastard. me a lying bastard. And, I, and, that's, uh, and that's not going to be bleeped out. <laughs> it's not, because it's, we won't bleep out anything that's true, Mark. No, no, that's exactly, true. Yeah. The truth. <laughs> but anyway, um, going back to the beer. Yeah, going back to the beer. Can you tell us about how you come about to produce a beer for right. Palace? What you know went into producing the type of beer that yeah. you chose, and also like the naming of the beer. And also, did you? Because earlier in the season, uh, there were some requests from the fans because not everybody drinks lager. You know, exactly. uh, most. 
most uh, football fans are associated with being lager drinkers, but not everybody is a lager drinker. So obviously uh, there had been a, um, uh, I think there was there a fans forum. Yeah, there was a it was mentioned in the fans forum. Yeah, yeah, they, they said we we want real beer, but obviously when you're only here like every other week, it's difficult to keep a beer in good yeah. nick. So yeah. so how did the whole you know process have come about? Well, I'm still talking about um, with the guys about what the perfect delivery system is. In other words, mm. what happens between the bar and the glass. And um, what I've designed is I've got a beer which is made with a lager malt, so it's a very light profile. It looks the colour of a lager, yeah. and so when people see it, they won't be able to distinguish the difference. It's not a heavy bitter. I haven't used a heavy bittering hop. It's a fruity um, um, hop that I've got in there. It's an American hop called Cascade, which is my finishing hop. And um, if I develop it here for um, a keg system as opposed to a hand-pulled system, yeah. it should have the same taste profile. That's what I'm working on now, because when you cold filtrate, technos out there who know about brewing will understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Basically, to get things into bottle or into keg, you, cold, you have to go through a cold filtration process, which gives you a longer shelf life, because real ale is, is, um, is a, an unpasteurized product, yeah. and it'll only have a two-week shelf life, which isn't good for a club like Crystal Palace. They need to order in bulk. So I'm developing an ale, which will go into the keg and will have an eight-week shelf life, so they can order more in one hit, and it'll taste the same as it, as it would if it came out of a cask. Yeah. So um, it, it should, and that's what I'm working on now. I'll put more flavour in before it goes through cold filtration, and you'll end up with more flavour at the end of it. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to taste like a bittered, heavy, dark-looking mm. ale, because it's got a great lightness to it. And we liken the colour to, like, a, you know, a, 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 a white burgundy or a Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. It's that light in colour. It looks like a lager. And I don't think people will be able to distinguish the difference. It's just that people have been conned for so long yeah, into yeah, drinking yeah. these two-day chemical-turned-round um, lagers. Because yeah. a real lager should be cold should be cold um, fermented for six weeks. They ferment at two degrees, we ferment at 20 degrees. And that's the difference between the two. But oh, it, right. it should really work. I mean, I know I was, I mean, I was up in the bar when it, pretty much when we first got here, I managed to get here at midday when the thing opened. That's and, uh, yeah, no, shh, quiet, shh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, knocking on the door. <laughs> I was, yeah. But, um, I mean, pretty much every single person trying, trying the Palace Ale was unbelievably just, I mean, a lot of them were surprised. They were thinking, like, they were thinking, you know, obviously it's a Palace Ale, so I'll say I like it. But they, they seemed, the look on their face, they were genuinely, absolutely delighted that it was as nice as it was. And it is genuinely brilliant. Yeah, the in response I've had from everyone walking through, walking mm. by, has been, people have just been coming up and saying it was really, really yeah. good ale, yeah. I mean, I, I would drink it every single time, frankly, so I'm looking forward to next season. Yeah, good, good. It's going to cost me a lot of money, but it's good. Yeah, well, I'm hoping we get the price right as well, yeah. you know, to be competitive with the pubs, etc. But obviously it's got to turn over what they need to turn over. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to keep my prices competitive at the rates that I deal to them, and hopefully that'll reflect in how they deal it to, to the Palace fans, because that's what I'm most passionate about. Yeah. We've actually, you've actually gone where I was going to go with that, so well done, Neil. Cheers, mate. No problem. And uh, Mark, you've got the... Uh, no, I was just going to say that I think uh, here, the potential, you know, because we've got a place <laughs> like the Red and Blue Bar are, are excellent for selling beer, but I think people get, you know, put off, and there's so many pubs in, yeah. in the street uh, to go to, that they tend to drift down there and then come to the game sort of like ten minutes before yeah. kick-off, and it's be nice for people to 
meet up and to Absolutely. enjoy enjoy there your beer big, here. There is a big smoking area here as well, so no, that's what most people are. And we are actually standing in it. So the, the, that shouldn't let, uh, get people put off, because obviously the next thing we want to work on as well is food. You're going to come here and have the best burger, the best fucking sausage in a bun. Oh, I said yeah. fucking. You can, you can say fucking. You can say anything you fucking like. It's fine. Okay, so uh, you want to have the best burger, the best sausage in a roll, the best ale, and, you know, get here an hour before so you can get a bet on and get into the atmosphere and you can't miss the crystals. Oh, who, who I met recently Ooh. as well. Oh, oh, we interviewed them. We, interviewed we them. did, yeah, we, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. After the forest game. We were yeah. a bit wobbly of the knee. Yeah, I'll tell you, we, 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 had, we, had, we had two interview clips. The second one we had to delete because neither me or Mark could think or speak. It was yeah, horrendous. Yeah. Well, I have oh, to just admit. tongues hanging out. Exactly. Well, I have to admit uh, there was a small trembling in the downstairs trouser area uh, when I met them as well. So, you know, that, that's always a good thing. All right, no, that's, that's fantastic. We'll, prob we'll probably end it there because otherwise we're going forever. Thank you so much, Neil, and it's a pleasure to meet you, mate. Thanks, Take care. Cheers. As well during the season. Yeah, yeah well done. Good. Thanks stuff. a lot, mate. Thank Cheers. Yeah. Unfortunately, our, our last attempt at this interview did not record, and uh, we're going to try and capture the magic that we had last time. There's a few people I need to speak to. Uh, but first of all is uh, a friend of mine, his name is Matt Smith. Now Matt is a Chelsea fan, boo, etc, boo. But, but he is a regular Homestyle reader and he does listen to whole, whole radio. Stalker, stalker, sorry. And any, any of the Homestyle ladies listening... Uh, over to Matt, Matt the myth. Matt does actually perv over your profiles and he has searched you up on Facebook. And his wife is angry about the whole thing. Now Matt, um, I don't know what I asked you before, but how have you found today's beer festival? It's, um, it's it's been great, to be honest. Um, particularly, I've particularly enjoyed the uh, the old rosy cider. Yeah. Now, old rosy was the 7.3% uh, cider. Uh, it has run out. It's been run out for an hour or so now, and uh, and a lot of the ciders are heading that way. Um, they've been very very successful. Now, myself and Matt had got up to five points around around two o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. And uh, we have regretted it ever since. Now, um, Matt, I, I pushed you off of a wall earlier on and you hit your head. How do you feel about this? Sore. Yeah, and are you particularly angry? Yes. And do you feel I shouldn't have pushed you off of that wall? Yes. Uh, and oh, uh, I've been punched in the kidneys there, it's particularly unpleasant. Now I'm going to go and, go and grab an interview of the guys I interviewed before and I unfortunately didn't record. Uh, the first of all is, uh, is Brent... Brent Simkin! Simkin. Now, uh, now Brent is a Leeds fan and... Uh, 1-0! 1-0! 1-0! 1-0! Uh, I'm just going to ask Brent how he's found today's beer festival. Brent, how did you find it? Loved every minute of it! Yeah? <laughs> Particularly the m moments where we reminded you of the 1-0 defeat. Yes, every minute of the 1-0 defeat. Loved it, loved it. And you were happy not to get into the playoffs as a result of that, yes? yes? I think Leeds needed another season in the Championship, along with the Brighton and the Ballast. So, we've, in any way, we've done you a favour, basically, haven't we? Indeed you have. You'd have only come straight back <laughs> yes, down we anyway. Were. We couldn't have afforded the Premier League. Not yet. Not under Ken Bates' uh, stewardship. No, not at all. Okay, thanks, Brent. And the, uh, the second person I didn't record earlier on is, uh, is young Ross Edwards. Now, uh, I've known Ross for in excess of probably 25 years now, and uh, Ross is a Man United fan. He's been, he's been agonising over the, uh, the Blackburn result, but they ended up 1-1. 
and they um, and they won the title. Uh, so I, I, I said something interesting that didn't make sense last time, and yeah. I won't be able to repeat it. So instead, I'm going to read something that someone's put on Facebook. Can, instead. I, can I can I actually say you said it was one one to Man United I did earlier? Say it's one one to Man United, and we won the championship, and that's all that matters. How is it that Man but United get the result for a draw? I don't know, but all I can say is why did I agree to come to watch football? I hate the bloody thing. <laughs> Who said that? It's someone on Facebook. I think that's possibly more interesting than what I said or, or did say. It's good. Sure. It's fairly pointless, but it's good. And then finally, we will end with Mark. You all love Mark. He uh, he talks a lot. And we had a, we had a great conversation with Neil Morrissey earlier where where some gambling and drinking was talked about. And Mark obviously knows nothing about that. Mark, today's beer festival. How how have you found it? Did you put my bell on at Romford at 4:24? Have you put? Did you? Oh, yeah, that sorry, was uh, sorry, sorry, that was uh, sorry, Monty's paedophile. That was the horse, and it, and it did and it did win, Mark. Magic, magic! I'll go and collect my winning shortly. Thank you very much. How, how have you found the beer festival today? Cracking do, cracking do. Uh, always up for a beer festival, wherever. <laughs> <laughs> Before you say anything, uh, some great people down here, met some great people, and uh, it's been a very enjoyable day. And uh, we've had a chat with uh, Steve Pratt, one of the uh, chairman and uh, co-owners of the Palace, and also we've had a, uh, a chat with Neil Morrissey, who's uh, parading his new ale here. Which, which is up, excellent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which has been really, really nice, and I think he's already sold out, and it's only about half past four, but that's going to be on sale in the uh, club from next season apparently and uh, uh, all those uh, sort of bitter lovers uh, or those people who've been crying out for uh, uh, something other than uh, fizzy pop uh, in the shape of lager they will be something for you here next season that's a good point Mark I mean we, we, we mentioned earlier in the, on the uh, the thing they didn't record that the uh, not only is uh, Neil Morris's Palace Ale absolutely gorgeous but it is very much lager like uh, if you want if you're fed up with paying three pound for a rubbish bottle of Foster's um, get yourself early to, to all the games next year get get a, a, a pint of Palace Blonde it genuinely and, and, I, and I really mean this it is absolutely lovely not one person who tried it up in the uh, red bar earlier on had anything other than positive things to say about it it, it was absolutely gorgeous and obviously next year is, is the time where, where Palace needs need the fans uh, to get down to the ground early on and uh, start spending their money at the ground and I, I know they're thinking about that uh, any final thoughts Mark? Is, is, is it called Palace Blonde? It's called Palace, but it is a blonde. Is a blonde ale. Is that, is that together, ladies up here? <laughs> it might well be to the ladies. Any ladies listening? We know how much we love the ladies, especially the ones that swear. Acles. Um <laughs> Anyway, listen. It's fantastic. The beer festival is amazing. If you missed out, if you missed it, you've missed out. It was it was top. I'm sure it'll be happening again because it's absolutely rammed with people, uh, and and all the drinks are selling out. So it's been fantastic. Met some lovely people from Homesdale today, uh, the likes of uh, John Burgess and uh, Tulsil Eagle, and it's yeah. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of the event. And, uh, and hopefully you've enjoyed a little bit of coverage from us. Uh, we're speaking to Steve Brown and Neil Morrissey. Morrissey. No, 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 what, no, what, what, no. Hold on, hold on, Matt wants to say something. Chris Hambling is seriously nothing like 
he makes out he is on the radio. He's a much, 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 much nastier person than he makes out. I, I am going to register on the homestyle.net and, yeah. and tell you all the truth. Seriously. Yeah. This, this, is, this is the end of you, Hambo. This is, this is the end. I've known you for too many years. The thing is, Matt's telling the whole truth. I'm very nice on, on Homesdale, but in reality, I really am a nasty, no, I'm a nasty piece of work. But he's, he's that C word you can't mention on this He is the C word I can't mention. Only Kells can mention the C word that I am. Anyway, listen, on that, on that note, we'll, we'll leave you from the, uh, the Homesdale bit, well, the Homesdale, the, uh, the Palace Beer Festival, and, um, listen, congratulations <laughs> on, uh, what, what are you saying? Congratulations on your marriage? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? That was a few weeks ago, that'll do. I'm coming out, I'm coming yeah. out. Congratulations <laughs> for coming out, Chris. I've had enough of this. Um, <laughs> cheers, guys. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Hello, it's still the beer festival, I'm still drunk, and I'm going to talk to John Burgess. John, how have you found today? Smoke-free, Chris. Now, I know you often like to be interviewed and talk about the fact you don't smoke, but uh, let's talk about the beer! You've had 11 pints, is that? Uh, 11 now. Um, it's kind of all tasting the same now. Yeah. Like evil and disappointment. Now, can I check what time you arrived? Uh, no. Now, I'm, I'm thinking you've had 11 and around two and a half hours, is that correct? Yeah, I think I got here like two o'clock. Well, that's not too bad. That's, that is two and a half hours. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, 11 pints in two and a half hours, is that all right? Well, it's taken about five years of my life, but, yeah, I'm hoping to go for ten by the end of the day. Yay, Mark! Yeah, I was just wondering how the liver was holding up. Uh, the liver left a while ago. He got chucked out. The steward said, you look a bit pissed, mate. So he, uh, he took him. They had handcuffs, which was bizarre for stewards, but... That's they, very strange. They threw, they, threw them out, they threw him out. So really, I don't know really where it's going now. Um, you know, I'm assuming I'm going to catch up with him later. Maybe go to Victoria. There's a meet point there. I'm hoping, yeah. like, the, the meeting point there, the Victoria. And we'll travel home together. Now, I've heard rumours that uh, your computer is fixed and you'll be back on whole radio soon. Is that true? Rumours are true. Uh, my computer is fixed. Well, I say my computer. The one I borrowed to do whole radio. Because I hate computers. Now, are you looking forward to being back involved with the professionalism of whole radio? No. It's not looking forward to it. Um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, a cigarette. A cigarette. But you don't smoke? No, I don't smoke. No one smokes. Mark? No, exactly. So when's Palace Radio back on, uh, uh, you know, live? Oh, let me find out. Nige! <laughs> Nige! <laughs> there, there you go. When's they Palace don't know. Radio back? <laughs> Hold on. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. See, that's the kind of professionalism that you don't get with, uh, with Home Zero Radio. We know when we're back on. It's sometime on a Monday. So, the whole, the Palace Radio, they know nothing. Anyway, thanks for speaking to us, John. Do you want to say bye to everyone? No. John doesn't say bye. I'll say bye. Mark, do you want to say bye to everyone? Yeah, cheers, John, and uh, thanks for the interview, and uh, good luck for the next 11 pints. Levi Roots has just walked in. Levi Roots! <laughs> reggae, reggae sauce. Cheerio! We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email. Radio at homestale.net. 
Hi, uh, welcome back. I'd start with uh, an apology. Um, the large percentage of the end of that, I actually have no memory of recording, and neither does Mark, we've just discussed it. Um, the beer festival was absolutely amazing, and I've heard it's, it was so successful that they will um, they will be holding one again soon, and, and do go to it, because as you can tell from the uh, state of mind of all of us there, it was a thoroughly enjoyable day. Okay, we're just going to finish off by looking at some of your emails, and if we've got time, we'll go through a few of our favourite topics of the week as well. Uh, Aaron, your email is up first. It is indeed. It's to you, Chris. Um, it's mm-hmm. from Pikester. I want a jingle mm-hmm. by Hambo doing his Jimmy Nesbitt impression. Now, I can't do it as a jingle yet, although hopefully Mikey will take this <clears throat> this impression and, and take it and, and, and sort of put it into a jingle later. But I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna gonna tr- get into character of Jimmy Nesbitt. I've got, I've got a feeling this is gonna be awful. It's gonna be good. I just need a copy of a Yellow Pages and a girl with a bad haircut, and then I'm there. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Right, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, you just the sound. Okay, right. Hello, I'm Jimmy Nesbitt. Well, thanks for listening, Pikester. Do, do you like the Yellow Pages, do you? There you go. It's good, wasn't it? That's Jimmy Nesbitt. <laughs> do, you notice how, do you know? Do you know how he said, "I'm Jimmy Nesbitt"? That's how you could tell. All right, my in, my, my email's up next. Uh, it was from someone uh, JWCPFC, and he says, "I'm starting to think that Dan's isn't bothered with Palace anymore. The sooner he leaves, the better, in my eyes. You can see he isn't loyal, and if he stays, his performances next season will lack because of his disappointment." The Duke needs to sit him down and give him a set time frame. If he can't decide, he's gone simple as. Um, I mean, it's it's a point of view born out of frustration, I think. I think everyone would have loved uh, there to be a very clear decision for Neil Dans to make uh, a long time ago that the club was, you know, quite clearly going to be remaining in the championship or be challenging at the right end, and then I don't think we'd probably be here. But, um, I mean, essentially what I would say is that he has... He he has every right to make whatever decision he wants to make. He's he's seen out a contract that he agreed to sign. I you know he's he's. I don't think he's shown anything less than a hundred percent in in all the games he's played. Maybe form wise, you can argue he hasn't been hundred percent all season, but I don't think you can fault his commitment personally. And has, has anyone got any differing views on that before we move on? I met with no Stony Simons. No, no, <laughs> no. He's a great he's a great player, and he, we will miss him, I think, but. Yeah, like you said, he he's got he's got a big decision to make, and obviously mm. we we don't know what he's going to do until we we uh, find out. So just sit I mean, and wait, really. I mean, ben, can you understand that that level of frustration, or do you think it's perhaps? Um, I mean, he's, he's used words like disloyal there. Do you think it's mm. fair to call um to call someone disloyal just just for essentially seeing out no, a contract? I, you see his reaction after some of the games. I don't think he's been disloyal at all. He's a footballer, and they've got to make big decisions about about their future. You know, it's not. Not just about the club. You have to think what's best for him. You know, if he's thinking about a family and things like that, so you need to kind of consider his views as well. But yeah, I don't think he's being disloyal at all. You can see the way he's reacted to some of the goals he scored this season, the, like the amount it means to him. So no, I don't think he's being disloyal at all. No. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Mark, you were trying to say something there. Was it echoing those sort of comments, or do you have another? Yeah, pretty point? much. No, I um, I don't think uh, you know. Uh, the club can stand in his way if he wants to go away, or anyone should feel um, that uh, he's been disloyal in any way. And the fact is uh, that he's in the UAE at the moment, isn't he, with Gardner on holiday? So obviously there's going to be no developments in 
signing of any contracts in the uh, foreseeable, you know, week or or however long he's away for. I should think another week or so. And uh, you know, we just have to wait and see, as uh, Ben already said. Okay, mate. Nice one. Uh, the uh, next email is uh, from Nick Gussett, and Matt's going to read that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I might not be able to read it, mate. Cause my, oh. hang on. Here we go. Right, yep. got it. Okay, um, from Gusset Hollow. Gusset here. <laughs> How funny is West Ham going down on Chris? No, no, no. no. <laughs> See, what's happened there is you've just read out what Mikey added to it. Uh, it's <laughs> How funny is West Ham going down? Uh, yeah, okay. Next, next, just do carry on. <laughs> Are you it is pathetic. Um, are you missing the Fifty yet? What are you going to fill the show with in July? Love, Gussity, Wussity. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to live that down. I can't. It's like in uh, Anchorman where he just reads out what's on the okay. But anyway, some good questions. <laughs> I want to go into how much you're uh, enjoying West Ham going down, but not on any pet of mine. I. Thoroughly enjoyed West Ham going down. I think uh, I think they, there was a lot of confidence when uh, when Gold and Sullivan took over there, and I think most of it was misplaced. It's it's quite amusing. I'm very much looking forward to that as an away game next year as well. Mm. Um, I am. Well, we've, mis- lo- well, we've lost uh, one one London derby and gained yep. one, so you know. Yeah, exactly. I think we've gained uh, a better one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we were at well, uh, the atmosphere at Loftus Rose. We're going to miss that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we I'll, I'll miss Warnock and everything like that, but I think it will be good to to go to a club like West Ham and go to Upton Park. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it's yeah, it's I you know there's nothing I enjoy quite so much as being reminded of those West Ham fans crying at the Millennium Stadium. <laughs> much <laughs> reminded and where when they you know Sky Sports just cut to uh, to some more crying West Ham fans, it brought all those memories flooding back. Um. The next part of that was, uh, are we missing the footy yet? In, you know what? In, yes. Uh, it's weird not having Sellers to go to, you know, at the weekend. Although I did get to go there for the beer festival, of course. But, you know, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a long summer. Um, we'll just go very quickly to the end of what are you going to fill the show with in July? We'll be taking a break, basically, uh, up until pre-season starts and then... It's a case of uh, getting the money together uh, to go and follow the club on pre-season and we'll be reporting back for you guys from there, I think. It's the plan. But uh, from the 30th is our last, um, is our last live show. 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 <laughs> show. Yeah, I got distracted. All right, you... Yeah. All right, whoever's next. Cool. I'm not going to help you this time. It's me. Hello. Right. Mm. We've got an email in from a Brighton fan, which is really nice, actually. We don't normally get fans from other clubs emailing in, so That's let's give this a go. He says, hello, Homestale. I'm a Brighton fan, so I'm following this Murray situation closely, as you can imagine. I don't normally tune into your show every Monday. However, I found your interview pretty revealing, but I can't understand the attraction of going to Palace. If Murray <laughs> wants five figures, then we shouldn't sign his contract. On principle, is it unfair on the other players? And there's a ludicrous amount for an unproven championship striker. Clearly, he isn't that loyal to the clubs. He wouldn't be so rigid on price. However, I cannot see the attraction of Palace. No offence. Firstly, if you agree to those wages, I don't think you could afford them, given your current situation, and they wouldn't shadow the salaries of your other players. Furthermore, your ground and team aren't exactly a strong championship asset with, with small potential. I would have thought Murray would choose a bigger club player and ground uh, if he feels he's bigger than us with our new ground and chairman. Good luck if you do sign him, and it will certainly cost you enough, and will only fuel the rivalry of the clubs. That's from Freddie. 
Mm. Oh, that's, you know, it's a not too bad an email for a, from a Brighton fan, and, you know, I can tell him, I mean, you've said, I said it earlier, I was looking at, looking at a lot of the Brighton sites, like North Stand chat, things like that, and they were, they were, I think the phrase is spitting feathers, which is quite apt for, no, I won't say that. Um, no. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, they weren't happy with the, uh, the Murray situation, and obviously we've, we've heard it's apparently not on, so we'll see what pans out there, but, um, and he, do you know what? He's making a very good point about wages as well. I, I'm not saying we wouldn't spend it. If you probably look at some of the m- money we've spent on on loan wages this season, we've probably paid near enough that for for the likes of Vaughan and probably Gardner. Right? I would expect. I don't. I don't have any knowledge on that. But um, it's just down to to whether the manager thinks it's the right decision. And I, I'm not sure someone who's he's done very very well, hasn't he? You know, goal wise, but but not at this level. Not worth the money, to be honest. No, I think I'd certainly rather see someone like Vaughan if we if we've got any chance of signing him back than uh, than that. But um, yeah. Anyone else got any sort of thoughts really on um on sort of Glen on Glen Murray on you know I think most of us probably the main attraction would be to how much it would annoy Brighton and you know I'm very much looking forward to them next year. Um, yeah, personally, I think he's a good player, but he's not a five figure wage player. So for that much money, I don't think it's worth signing. Obviously, yeah. it'd be nice if he was asking for a little bit less, but. If he's not prepared to go any lower, then I don't think we should kind of comply with his demands. No, and, and obviously, the, you know, with the, the key, the, the people after him being Southampton and, and Millwall, I'm not sure about Millwall's financial situation, I'll be totally honest. They don't get big gates, so I'll be surprised if they could, could legitimately spend that sort of money. But certainly Southampton, you know, they're a big club coming from a... Uh, from a very uh, well, from a, from a position they shouldn't really have been in, with with their f- sort of resources that they have. So, be very very interesting. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the next email, Mark. Yeah. What? Um, you see it? Uh, yeah, I've got one from Lewis Eagle. Excellent. Um, he's uh, he's talking about Claude Davis. Really, he says uh, I've finally been able to post this though. Um, post this through the week of mourning and sobbing after Claude's departure and I have a few questions regarding this who do you think will be able to replace him and who would be my new favourite player <laughs> who would be his new favourite player uh, also I was at the beer festival on Saturday looking for someone who looked like Peter Griffin <laughs> hey. It's like a bit of an internal joke, isn't it, really? Yeah. If you don't listen regularly, it's not funny. But anyway. But yeah. uh, it was hard considering about a third of the people there looked like him. What was your favourite <laughs> beer at the event? Well, I think Lewis from Eagles covered about five topics there. First of all, yeah, any guy, any of you guys got any thoughts on Claude's okay. departure that hasn't already been sort of written on Homestead message board? I think, I think it, was, uh, quite, it was quite depressing, actually. I mean, for a start, who's going to fill in... The gap if, say, one of our centre-backs do get injured or a gardener doesn't sign, etc. Mm. And, you know, it's just a shame because every time he came on, he put in 110% and he really wanted a new contract, I think. But, you know, if, if the club didn't want him there, we feel we can do better and so be it. Chris, so do you, yeah. who do you think, uh, Lewis Eagle wants to know, who do you think will be able to replace him? And I, well, it's, it's a difficult question. I mean, obviously the idea of being Gardner coming in, but we, I suppose we need someone else as well. Um, I think you mentioned last week the the sort of change of heart on Claude because I think it's been said today it was a change of heart. Yeah, was, I did. I, I was. Um, yeah, I did uh, think it's mm. fickle fans, really, in it. And yeah. uh, but it was, was uh, everybody's, you know, 
yeah. enemy, wasn't he? Uh, in, earlier in the season, and as soon as he leaves, he got a lot of stick. And as soon as he leaves, he's suddenly a hero. Well, in certain a few people's eyes, but anyway, he's, he's a he's a cult hero. He's one of those figures. You ha- you know, you you get those quite a lot. Um, but I do think he he added something to the squad towards the end as a. Um, I've actually got an email in from Albert. We'll uh, we'll read that out in a sec. Um, I yeah, we got a. Um, we got a lot out of him, I think, at the end. When he used to come, out, come on, Dougie used him primarily to shore up the defence when we were seeing a win out. And I think he did that job well. He added uh, sort of the sort of steel we needed at the back. But, like, like I said, I can only imagine that there's someone else either lined up or he feels someone from the youth team, be it Alex Winter, be it even someone like Ryan Innes at his age, if he may feel that one of the guys there deserves deserves that reserve centre-back spot if you like and he sure. must be quite confident potentially of getting Gardner well how about uh, Aaron who do you think uh, should be Lewis Amigo's new favourite player oh god it's a tough one who matches up to Claude um, <laughs> you know not, really not, not, not McCline is it plump no. for David Wright <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very, very similar in stature yes <laughs> But that's the rule. Uh, Aaron's chosen. Lewisham, your or Ben, as you actually know, your name is. Um, you now need to uh, give David Wright the love you gave Claude. Uh, it'll be different. It's a different kind of love, but you'll still you'll feel the same at the end. I think. Let's face it. David needs it. No offence. He's oh. not like some other people, is he? Oh. Well, that's Lewisham Eagles' uh, email anyway. If uh, you want okay, to move um, on to the next one. He did say what was our favourite beer at the event. In terms of beer, mate, it was. The I Paris- don't remember. Palace Blonde, easily, because it's the only beer I can remember other than uh, Dark Star Espresso, which was also quite good. But I, I would honestly say that the um, the old road... It was like being in Starbucks, wasn't it, drinking that stuff? It was, it was, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, right, my, my final thing before we... Uh, I think, well, we're going to have to end. We're going to run out of time for our topics, unfortunately, but... Albert uh, sent us in a message, which I'll read out before handing over to Matt for his last little shout-out. Um, Albert says, All right, I'm in Tenerife from work and was very close to Los Cristianos, where the decapitation took place. This led me to remember Big Claws Challenge on Roger Johnson a couple of years back. <laughs> Christ, I'll miss him. Hugs <laughs> and kisses, Albert. Uh, slightly, uh, <laughs> slightly dark, but as, as Albert often is. But uh, that's fantastic. Um... Matt, say... Oh, right, no, OK, right. So, Mr. Pat, you, uh, you. Hello. You wanted hello. to talk... You oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. Do, <laughs> and you wanted to talk about FIFA, I think. Oh, yeah, I'll do a quick one, though. I've just got a quick uh, shout-out for Mike Jessamine. Um Not too sure if you know oh, who hey, you hey. are, but... Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the other thing, me, Chris, and Mike at the moment, all the saddos on the Xbox playing FIFA... <laughs> Um, playing pro clubs. If you not want to right join the now, club. though. But, uh, not, <laughs> yeah. They're not playing right now. Not, no, um, not right now. No. If you want to join, just add me, which is <laughs> all small. CPSC packs fifteen. That's the worst shout out ever. Have you ever? Have Twitter. Boy, no, no, no Twitter whoring, thanks. <laughs> do you know what? No one's read out Serial Thriller's email. I'll do that, I'll do that. Don't forget you want to. It's cracking. <laughs> oh, right, off you go then, Mark. 
He says it as a sender as uh, sink my boats, crash my planes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. He says, hi, I'm Serial Thriller. I don't wear no pants. Uh, because I like to hang loose. Okay, occasionally I wear pants, but they're really good-looking pants. I'll tell you what for that, Cyril. Just <laughs> like me. I'm not good-looking, just in case any of you don't know. Imagine Brad Pitt and then make him a bit better-looking, and that's me. <laughs> He's very humble. He's very humble. Uh, I'm a bit like a monk, except much better-looking and well-dressed. Anyway, less about me. Uh, it's, uh, now it's summer, and as we know, the players are currently on holiday. Paddy's visiting his man in Donegal. Claude has gone back to Jamaica, where he's playing the steel drums and occasionally murdered passers by with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, various other players are indulging in other things. And he says, but my question is, which of the current squads would you present as most like to have a romantic fortnight with? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <in> <laughs> <the> <laughs> and I won't read yeah, don't read the last bit. Although he does mention Boy Butter in the last bit, to give you something of a clue as to where he was going for that. Um, yeah, Niall, I've said before, you're a strange man. When I said that last time, you sent us an email that said, my mum is a strange man. So I expect something similar this time. Um, thanks for your email, mate, and do keep them coming. We, we do laugh about them for quite a significant period of time. And when we start sounding distracted, it's because we've all started reading it and are trying to keep the show going while laughing. Um, I think we're going to end it there because we've gone on longer than we should have done and we all want to go and play the Xbox. Thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks to the people who um, who contributed to the show. Certainly Steve Browett and Neil Morrissey were, were the main ones there and all the people we interviewed at the Beer Festival. Um, thank you once again to all my co-presenters uh, who have had their chance for a shout-out, so I won't let them speak again. And thank you very, very much to Mikey for producing the show and playing the wrong clips every now and then. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye now. Pia Baya, Pia Baya, Pia Baya, 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 Queen's Park Rangers. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.